Welcome to Stories of Courage, a podcast series by Max Healthcare. Along with expert medical care, a patient's courage and resilient spirit play a critical role in overcoming a difficult disease. Aaye, is podcast mein sunen kuch aisi hi courage ki stories. Good morning and welcome to another podcast in the series of Stories of Courage from Max Healthcare. These podcasts focus on patients with cancer, their journeys, how have they taken the treatment how have they shown the bravery and come out of it and how do they go on to lead normal lives we all hope to get inspired and inspire our patients through this i am dr ramandeep arora i am a pediatric oncologist based at max healthcare in south delhi we have all heard of cancer we all know patients of cancer but most of us would not know a child with cancer because cancer is regarded as a disease of adults but sometimes cancer does happen in children today i am joined by a special guest mr amit vadva the parent of a patient of mine who developed cancer around the age of 9 and today through his words i share with you his son's journey his family's journey welcome amit thank you so much dr ramandeep uh, firstly pleasure to be with you again uh, through and and we've been through this journey together so so glad to be here i'm amit uh, i'm an advertising professional professional and more importantly i'm the father of rude uh, a patient of dr ramandeep uh, and but yeah absolutely glad, delighted to be talking to you uh, thank you amit and i i realize that uh, it is not easy to uh, recollect some of the difficult moments and so i am grateful that you are here to share the journey you went through um one of the things which i ask my patients when they get better and they say well what can we do and i say uh, can you please help some other patient uh, inspire them meet them talk to them tell them that they also can undergo the journey and come out of it so your story uh what you share over here will have an impact on parents like this so i think what we can do is we can start by uh getting a sense of you and your family uh your wife you know hriday uh, just tell us how life was before all this started in i think 2019 yeah yeah so a life was what a, a regular household life would be my wife's a working professional she's in hr uh, i am an advertising profes- professional and we both work so we working couple uh, our son uh, at that point of time was in class 5 uh, and uh, he's uh, he's in shriram school uh, we had i remember quite vividly we had our summer vacations after his exams and we had, in march april we we gone out and had a great time we were living our life uh, to the fullest uh, we came back uh, and and i realized that one day there was a slight cough that uh, that rude developed and like all normal coughs we go to the pediatrician because it took a week 10 days uh, to recover so so there was an x-ray done once the x-ray was done you know it showed a few blurry signs there uh so the pediatric referred us to another doctor which who was a pediatric uh, pulmonologist uh at a different hospital uh, so once we went there 
I think the series of event turned our lives upside down uh, because one thing led to the other from x-ray to a CT scan, from a CT scan to a PET CT, from a PET CT we were in the hospital to be told that yes it is cancer uh, and you know at that point of time we could not even mouth the word cancer because uh, you know it's a it's a disease where you think it's not going to come to us and once it comes to us it is you know probably uh, you know it, it is it is the end of it uh, so yeah one thing led to the other and and then once we knew what the disease is we figured out some connections and then finally got referred to you and and yeah like like we said the while the rest is history but i think it was a it was a journey that we took and i think you were a a very very strong and integral part of it and one reason i'm sitting here and doing this is of course i want to even if it's a iota of an help to anyone going through this i would love to be a part of it but secondly i think um, you've been a you've been a very 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 big part of the entire journey that we passed through and yeah thank you thank you for your kind words i want to um, uh, explore your initial journey because you know like you said you have a cough and it's a very non specific symptom and um, so many children have coughs and you don't you know automatically assume the worst at that stage but uh, somewhere along the journey it must have hit you that this is something more serious and something somewhere further along the journey it would have hit you oh this is cancer right and a challenge for parents uh, at that stage is to not get overwhelmed with it to be able to finish the process of consultation and diagnosis and to be able to be in a state where you say okay well this is what we have let's go to the next step and start treatment and uh, and i know from experience that everybody does not find it so smooth uh, and they are distraught uh, and they can sometimes struggle to accept and cope up with it and almost are unable to plan ahead because they are overwhelmed with the bad news and so uh, where do you think or how do you think you and your wife and your extended family were able to uh, find the focus the strength within yourself to say okay we've got this this has been diagnosed we need to move on we need to start treatment yeah so you know like you're right uh, when we figured when there was something more than just regular cough was when we were referred for a ct scan he said there is something you know greater or bigger than cough but at that point of time you start praying that you know it's something else probably tb you know uh, some fungal infection then you start praying for a disease which is possibly not uh, not as as lethal so to say but once you figure out what it is and i think i think that is the moment where uh you can't think uh, logically you can't think normally uh in our case it took us a, a day for everything to sink in uh the only thing which i told myself at that point of time because you know the, my son was there looking at me your son looks at you and says this is the guy who fixes everything right he's going to fix fix this also uh although he didn't know what exactly it was but he knew there was something uh, happening and my wife was uh, completely broken at that point of time and rightly so any any mother there 
so I I decided uh, that you know I'm going to keep as strong as I can and uh, and start thinking logically. So the logical thinking kicked in a, a day later. Uh, we went through our rounds of consultations. We went through one hospital. We went through another hospital. We we came to you. I spoke to. uh mohan and anas and anas then you know also got me uh, talking to someone in uh, in in us there so we figured everything out but what we did was we didn't want to waste too much time uh so we got to know in 22nd of july that this is the disease and i remember we started uh the the treatment on 29th of july uh, so within a week we started the treatment because i think uh once she spoke to you uh, firstly i think um, I, you know how underrated is communication with amongst doctors is is not funny because i think if you weren't communicating with us as clearly of course you were very clear but at the same time you were pretty positive uh, be- without being you know dramatic about anything or you i think you told us factual things but you also spoke because i think that speaking and talking made things far more clearer for us i know we we bothered you a bit too much but uh, but i think that talking really really helped so so yeah i think one day to for things to sink in but then the father in you kicks in and says i need to sort it out that as quickly as possible which brings me to an interesting point uh, and it's something which i personally am always keen to explore which is how do you tell the child right Uh, so here is Riday, nearly nine years old, and being or his parents are being told about a serious diagnosis, and he's clearly wise. He's not silly, or he's not you know very basic in his understanding. He knows something is not right, and as a physician, I know what I prefer to do, and I try to communicate with the child directly in some way or the other. Uh, as a parent, parents prefer. with sometimes telling children nothing and sometimes telling children everything and uh, i would like to hear from you uh, you know how did you communicate with hriday about it what was his understanding about it um, what role did we play in helping in that communication so that he was prepared do you think we did it right do you think we could have done better less more no so i I think uh, you know there are phases uh, in this. So the first time when you realize what it is is when the doctor, the first time when we went to the hospital and the doctor told us, uh, he was not in the room because he was asked to move out. When the moment he was asked to move out, he knew there is something there. So I think we started off by saying, you know, it's an infection, and there is. there are multiple infections in the body and we'll we're figuring it out because at that point in time we didn't even know what the treatment is uh when we came to you i think we got a lot more clarity uh in terms of what exactly it is how curable what is the process going to be uh at that point of time we we gave him a little more seriousness of the disease but also gave him hope saying it's curable it's absolutely curable and i think that's when we spoke to you also that you know this is how we would like to go about it and you said that i will play along because every family is different every child is different uh, every father and every mother is different so we will go along with you but don't 
keep everything hidden because finally at the end of the day he is a 9 10 year old kid who who sees the internet who who can read uh, there so so you can't keep everything hidden for too long and i think that was when the third phase came in uh, was when we had to tell him because he was coming for chemo and the cancer ward is there and 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 he can read and write everything there so so that's when he realized that it's uh, it's it's bigger than what we were telling him and then we spoke to him but he chose not to speak the word during the treatment uh he would just cut cut it there and then but uh i think where it settled a little bit was when he started talking to you because he he realized that parents will always sugarcoat it but the doctor will will tell him the right thing and his question i i remember every time was will i be okay to you <laughs> and 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 yeah your answers and all would soothe him and yeah that's how it was another apprehension which parents have uh, is well chemotherapy is so strong cancer treatment is so strong how is my delicate young boy or girl ever going to tolerate and come out of it um and i wanted you to share your experience of the treatment uh, on hriday um how did he deal with it how difficult was it how did it impact his life uh, and how did you deal with some of the side effects which you saw yeah no and absolutely i think there are there are multiple times that come which which make the journey slightly more difficult uh, so the first phase is of course telling the second phase is when the chemo starts itself uh, where you know uh, we, we put a port uh, inside his his chest uh, so that he went through operation there so of course he he realized that you know there is something else over here there's a alien body going inside uh, inside his body which is which is sometimes cool <laughs> yeah which is sometimes cool i remember you you used to tell him that you know you, do you feel like an avenger so he used to laugh about it so so then when the chemo starts and then some side effects of saying you know a little giddiness and uh, you know a little pukish feeling uh, on a regular basis and then missing school and then coming to hospital me missing office sometimes and being with him or vanika missing office and being with him suddenly there is the, it's not normal no school nothing need to be extra careful no infection that's the second phase the third phase is when when he started shedding his hair i think that was the the toughest uh, while we told him and i remember you also telling him that you know if that starts happening that means the the medicine is effective and and he started buying that because he wanted to get well uh, but then uh, but then that that was a tougher phase uh, because then physically everyone knows what's there uh so you know you can't even hide that bit so so yeah but yeah we we went through the wig process also uh so that that was tougher uh but once the the entire treatment is over and then you know i think then slowly things start getting i don't i don't see things getting normal immediately i think it still takes a little while because um because of steroids etc of course his his body is slightly bloated and uh, the hair short so it took him a little while to to get that confidence back uh, to be 
back in in normal life uh, but yeah those i for me honestly those are the four phases so to say that i saw but most of his treatment and his side effects did not need for him to be hospitalized and he was generally at home i don't know if he was going to school as well in between but otherwise during treatment was generally at home except for the treatment which was for which he was coming to the hospital yeah now you know one often underrates the impact the psychological impact and if we'll talk about hriday but i also want to talk about your wife anika and yourself and your your parents uh, you know uh, how much did everybody know uh, how much of a help were they where did you find your support we all find support in unexpected places friends family etc uh how did you support each other uh were there particular challenges which you encountered if you can share some of that as well with us no no absolutely i think what we realized when we were going through it that uh, we had to have strong support function in three areas one is where the cure is happening which was hospital uh i i think that was the biggest support needed because that is the true journey then uh, and and over there also it's not just cure i think mentally also huge role uh, and that's where we picked on uh, on you and 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 i know we used to uh, we were very anxious so we, we used to bother you quite a bit and uh, the first thing you said was this is my number this is how it will happen and i know you will still call me but call me don't don't keep that within within you and and we did that and i think that was the big support which was needed and then i that's when i say that communication is so underrated when it comes to doctor because i think if that communication wasn't there the journey would have been far more tougher that was one part of uh, you know that support in hospital uh, i think that that was very important the second part is family i think uh, there's nothing like family when it comes to supporting you through when when they say thick and thin this is this is the true test of uh, thick uh rather where we went through what we went through and i think family became the the support uh, for us emotionally uh even physically because you know sometimes you're off you don't want to do things you know managing the house itself uh i guess that that was a, a big factor and the third is friends uh whether it is work friends whether it is professional friends whether it is personal friends i think uh, you know you have to find those corners uh, for me honestly uh, of course within max i knew uh, you know for example mohan and anas and anas was even till date he's he's my biggest support for anything medical so i, I remember i had wanted to inquire with someone in us in uk and he made sure that that happened he was there with me in that meeting because he said i'm i want to come and and be with you so you know those unexpected things come from unexpected people you never plan it uh, but i think those and of course you have your friends who who you could tell what's going on uh, so i think all these factors but you pick pick and choose at that point of time because you don't want to tell the world because everyone is going to come and talk and talk as if it's the end of the world you don't want the kid to feel it's the end of the world you you to yourself don't want to feel it's the end of the world so so you pick up people who will re- be really helpful and probably be more positive and that's correct you know people are well meaning well intentioned but sometimes they may not know everything or they may relate it to somebody else in the family particularly an adult or a older adult who's had cancer 
and so the information may be may they may give you may not be relevant to your son uh now for a child school is huge and uh, when hriday was diagnosed you must have had to deal with school inform them and then during his treatment for somebody who enjoys school enjoys his extracurricular activities you have to find ways of uh you know allowing him to do some of it but without allowing him to go to full school full time and you need school support in this so how was your experience in this no well, i think what you what you what you're talking about is one of the most critical parts uh, of a kid kids bringing up as in his his growing up uh, which is schooling right and when when this happened suddenly there was this question mark on how schooling is going to happen and that point time he was also the school captain so he really loved going to school you know he, you know that that whole thing of saying i am the school captain i need to manage the school that whole responsibility so so he used to love going there the initial part of uh, the disease he missed a few uh, days because of uh, med- medication but he used to go to school uh, but after that many a times he would miss school with a long uh, stretch especially the time when he lost his hair uh, and suddenly you know putting that wig and going to school just seemed seemed a little odd for him uh, but i think school played a huge role because they came and said we are there unequivocally whichever way you want you want us to manage with the teachers with the students with with uh, the studies uh they managed uh at that point of time uh also uh online school uh, for him uh when he could not go they would send uh notebooks of whatever has been carried out there uh in class to him uh and he would you know at least feel that i'm still part of the normal growing up there uh and and what they did was they sensitized all the teachers and the teachers in their own way sensitized the class uh, so that there were no rude questions coming his way uh, and and i think you you said it right uh, he didn't want to speak about it openly uh, for for some reason and i think all of us respected it and we said okay we we won't uh, talk about it openly but uh but the teachers told the the other kids there in class that you know that there is you know it's a it's a disease but he'll come through it you know don't ask you know uncomfortable questions and i, I think everyone all the other kids were fantastic towards him and i think the the school played a big big part in in him feeling as normal as he could uh given the circumstances i think well done to the school because uh there are occasionally children who don't have the same support and then you know they hesitate to join the school back once they're recovered and then they end up missing more school and then they say well i've missed one year of education or two years of education and then they drop out of school altogether as well which is a very unfortunate consequence of what was a short treatment uh of a curable disease and all you need is to integrate back so uh you know all schools should uh try and assimilate children back as well as support them during the treatment 
Now, you know, this is 2019, you've finished your treatment, you're towards December 2019, I think it was when you had your last treatment. And, uh, you know, that's a happy day. Uh, already plans are being made, I'll go there, you know, that kind of thing. I'll go to buy this, this is what we're going to celebrate. We have kept everything on hold for the last six months. And things are being planned. And uh, end of treatment check, as we call, is a mere formality. We just have to come, get a blood test done, get a scan done, get a quick okay, and then off we are. Uh, but there was a surprise in store and, a, and an unpleasant surprise uh, in store for you. Uh, do you want to tell something about that? And then we can talk more about what happened subsequently. Yeah, so of course, like you said, December 24th, uh, 2019 is when we finished the treatment uh, and it was Happy New Year for us and, and we were very happy and thrilled about saying, okay, we've gone through what we what we had to go through and now it should be all looking up. And Jan is when we had the first scan and there were a few, a couple of nodules which were spotted on the lung. Uh, and uh, I think you, you told after the third month of the treatment also, when we had done the first PET scan, you said, I'm happy, but I won't, I won't be celebrating because there are there are you know times when you need to figure it out and then that's towards the end is when you celebrate. Uh, so yeah, so that that came up uh, and you said we'll have to watch out what it is. We won't know what it is. We don't want to jump into conclusions right now, but let's see how where it goes. And then come March, we did another scan and those nodules had grown. Uh, and when those nodules grew, uh, the possibility of the disease came up that, you know, these are active, it's growing. So, so, and, and you had suggested that, you know, now let, now let's test this out. And I remember we'd gone with one particular uh, treatment. We tested it. It was inconclusive, neither fungal infection, neither cancerous, uh, then we did a detailed biopsy, uh, a little operation and, and detailed biopsy. Even that was inconclusive. Uh, and then you figured out uh, a, a pediatric pulmonologist within Delhi, uh, whom you referred to. We went to Dr. Ankit Parikh there. And we did another biopsy there for him to figure out what exactly it is. And, and we still ended up being inconclusive and and then of course you did what you did where i think you you connected with a group of various doctors from different countries and and got everyone's point of view on on what it could be and what would be the future course of action and and yeah then we took and we treated it as a fungal infection and it got better and i think this showcases a couple of things it showcases that uh, a um that the journey is not always smooth there are some unexpected uh, events or developments which may sometimes happen in the beginning, in the middle, towards the end. And so we've got to be aware of them. And the second is not to jump to a conclusion and assume the worst and give time to, um, to investigate, to deal with it, to manage it properly. Because like in this case, it was not cancer and it's been more than three years now since this happened and he had his antifungal treatment, he's off his treatment, his scans are subsequently normal 
and hopefully in a couple of years we will be able to say he's cured completely uh, no chance of his disease coming back and so that's the day when we can start partying and celebrating uh, now he is nearly 14 yeah. 13 about to have his 14th uh, birthday and uh, you know he's back to school you both are back to work uh, how is life for you now how is life for him now it, does he does it has it left any Uh, effect on him any scars on him if i can use that word or do you think he is integrated back normally in every way so in a in a in a normal day he's he's very normal he's absolutely back to normal he's playing he's chatty he's naughty uh, you know uh, he has his tantrums so so he's normal he's as as normal as it gets uh, he he didn't talk openly about with the word using the word cancer but we sat him down i think a year down the line once once the fungal infection bit was over uh, and then we spoke to him and we told him that you know there's no harm talking about about it uh, because yeah that you faced it and you've come through it uh, so i think 95% of our life is normal but that 5% still remains uh, and i think that 5% comes into play when we are going for scan uh or even sometimes when there is fever uh it just kicks in you know subconsciously it just kicks in i'm sure it kicks in in, in his head also it kicks in our head also uh, a little lesser now but but it does kick in uh but far more positive far more happier uh as a as a kid he's you know he's talking about it now and 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 yeah he's he's pretty normal as of now so amit thank you once again for sharing this for taking us through your journey uh you know could you kind of summarize this for the parents listening to you the grandparents listening to you uh as a, you know your experience so that they may derive strength from this so while i'm i'm no expert but possibly from my experience i can say that uh, you know the journey is tough uh, but i think we'll have to find ways to make it easier uh, one way is to find support find support in the doctor i think finally you'll have to trust the doctor and i think that's your biggest support system whatever other support system may be finally it's uh, it's it's that doctor who puts all the pieces of the puzzle together for you you have to find uh, your support system in your family uh, your friends around uh, at the same time uh, while we keep positivizing the kid i don't think we should ever assume that the kid is a kid who knows nothing uh, i think the kid has a mind of his own and he understands or she or she understands quite a lot so so do talk i think talking is is very very important uh and and whatever you can find ways whether it is meditation whether it's praying whether it is uh watching some comedy comedy shows or uh picking up your passion football or or whatever it may be but i think you need to find those positive moments in life because this is not the end of the world there is a a big possibility that things uh, are getting better uh, the good thing is it's it's been identified and there's a there's medication happening so so i think uh, i think trust uh, and positive uh, is is one one big part of it 
and and yeah I, it's easier to say be less anxious but yeah i guess that's the third part so thank you amit and i think uh, this is uh, this showcases several things it showcases that uh, children can get cancer um, but we have to remember that cancer in children is different from cancer in adults the kind of cancers they get the way they are treated how they tolerate treatment the side effects of the treatment children generally do far better than adults as well as the cure rates i think the second thing it shows is that um, the journey is uh, smooth but not always smooth there can be some hiccups along the way and each hiccup has to be dealt with investigated and appropriately managed uh, every hiccup is not a bad hiccup but it is there and thirdly uh, which amit bhai rightly said was about communication the communication between the healthcare team and the parents between the parents and the child is important um, and that goes a long way in trying to make the child and the family understand what is going on so uh, thank you amit once again uh, for this uh, i think um, this will help a lot of families uh, in their journey um, thank you for your time and thank you thank you not just for this thank you for everything Pleasure. means a lot thank you